Welcome to No Concessions, your favorite movie podcast where we talk about our favorite subgenres of film. This week's subgenre is this is what happens when you let computers listen to Incubus. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't do that, bro. What the fuck? Uh, This week we're reviewing Stealth from 2005. After the review, we'll get into our titular segment, No Concessions, where we make a case for our favorite or least favorite media. Before the review, we've actually got a thematically appropriate opening segment. Uh, Our resident man genius, uh, Charlie, prior, so this is is pre-chat GPT, he wrote a fucking AI, a machine learning model, to scrape IMDb to pull movie synopses and then generate its own based on the information that it was reading. Because ChatGPT exists, his code is now in the trash. It's worthless. It's not. <laughs> it's dog shit. Uh, but you know what? We went to ChatGPT instead. Uh, our resident man genius communicated with the robot masters. Yeah, because... Obviously, my coding skills are wildly outmatched by this AI. However, I know just the right way to ask the questions to this AI in a way that, you know, other non-technical people aren't able to. Please keep paying me a high salary to just type random bullshit into the internet. Yeah, and I just want to preface this by saying I only have three pairs of synopses. I'm not going to go on for like 15 minutes like I did in one of the earlier episodes. Someone wrote in to complain about that, and you know what? They were right. Hold on. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I think so. You you mentioned it on like a follow-up episode saying that the prompts went on for just a little bit too long. Oh, damn. So if you're still listening out there, I heard you. Uh, we heard you. You are heard. You are seen. <laughs> you are valid. Maybe not valid. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get it popping. Yeah, so the way this is going to work is I'm just going to read off two synopses, and I need the two of you to guess which one is real and which one is written by the AI. Uh, synopsis the first. After a highly contagious virus causes a worldwide pandemic, an epidemiologist races against time to develop a cure while an ordinary man must navigate the fear and paranoia that the outbreak unleashes in his community. And then synopsis the second after a global pandemic destroys civilization, (laughs) a hardened survivor takes charge of a 14 year old girl who may be humanity's last hope. Okay. So the first one sounds like strain with Corey, whatever the fuck his name is. And the second one sounds like last of us, maybe. (laughs) But, uh, take charge of a 14 year old girl. Sounds like something a machine would write without like thinking about what that that statement means. (laughs) I'm going to go with the, the second one's the AI. All right. Denzel, what do you think? Uh, fuck. Um, I'm going number one. Well, number one. All right. The correct answer was number one. That was the <laughs> fake one. Well, whoever wrote that second one. Is. <laughs> yeah. As funny as it is, I didn't ask the AI to give me movie titles. I just said, give me a synopsis within this genre and just like a couple sentences. And it was like outbreak zero after a highly contagious virus. <laughs> And also, you were right. The second one was a synopsis for Last of Us. Oh, all right. Cool. So, cool. You, yeah, you went with your gut. Good job. Let's Hell see yeah. if it keeps you, uh, you know, <laughs> on the side of humanity for the next guess. <laughs> Here we go. 
A docile family man slowly reveals his true character after his house gets burgled by two petty thieves, which, coincidentally, leads him into a bloody war with a Russian crime boss. Okay, that's John Wick. Okay, and the second synopsis. A retired hitman who must come out of retirement to seek revenge against his former employers after they double-cross him. With the help of a bumbling sidekick, he navigates a series of absurd obstacles on his quest for vengeance. I'm saying number two is the robot one. That first one, I mean, unless the AI just literally wrote a synopsis for John Wick. Because what is it? It's two Russian dudes that come in, break, like kill his dog. Yeah. And then he has to go fuck up a bunch of Russian guys. Yeah, that's the whole whole deal. Yeah. Okay, well, your guess on which one is the AI-generated one is correct. The second one was fake. And the first one... Your movie knowledge is lacking, unfortunately, (gasps) because it's not John Wick. It is Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk. God, that movie fucking sucked. That movie was dog shit. I went with John Wick first, and then I thought, nah, that's too obvious. (laughs) I'll I'll go with this lesser known one that (laughs) nobody went out and saw. (laughs) I think it was direct to streaming. It was. That movie fucking sucks, dog. It's uh, Just to go on a short rant about Nobody, it's not... It's like one of those movies about um, a man who is continuously disrespected at home by his family. Like his wife won't fuck him anymore and his kids like spit in his face in the morning. And like he's just he just takes it. His job sucks. People disrespect him at fucking work all the time. And like he's just like, oh, you know, I've had enough. He's on a bus or something. and He fucks up like five dudes or something. And it's like, "Eh, this is so stupid. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, last pair of synopses. In a near future, a lonely programmer falls in love with a text-generating program of his own creation, leading him to question the nature of consciousness and the boundaries between man and machine. That's your memoir for (laughs) five years from now. (laughs) In a near future, a lonely writer develops an unlikely relationship with an operating system designed to meet his every need. Uh, That second one's that Joaquin Phoenix one. Her. Yeah, her. Okay, you were right about that one, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the see, I can identify, well, not based on humanity. I just know movies. Yeah, if, if I had spent more than five minutes putting those together, like an hour before the show started, <laughs> I would have made it a little bit tougher, but good job. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, I would like to come out and say uh, I... And better than the AI for now, but <laughs> one gap day is closing, huh? The gap is closing. Yeah, yeah, yep. One day I'll be fooled every time, and there won't be anything I can do about it because I'm dumb. I'm a dumb human with a meat brain. Yeah, and if anything, you could be right about something, and the AI will just gaslight just you, into you saying you're still wrong, wrong anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny. Uh, I was getting a. a tutor to help me with my math homework and uh at one point we were going over some of the uh homework and my uh tutor had pointed out like hey uh these questions are not correct he's like a math genius uh very particular about things he remembers things very well uh and he was gonna go get his phd in pure mathematics when he was like 25 And he just stopped doing it and said, fuck it, I'm going to become a dancer and actor. Uh, he said he met a model once and she made him change his mind. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. 
Well, I just wanted to like go on a tangent on your tangent. There's a book kind of about the history of um, higher level mathematics and just kind of like the development of it and the unsettling pattern of people like in their the- mid 20s who go deep into the rabbit hole on this stuff and all of them seem to just go insane. Like the Unabomber. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The Unabomber was also very into pure mathematics. Yeah, so this guy taking an L on mathematics and just going and studying dance, he he got off lighter than most other guys did. (laughs) A bunch of people are alive today because of that decision. (laughs) Uh, he, He kept pointing out, like, not only are the questions here incorrect but uh your teacher's a fucking idiot they don't (laughs) they don't know any of these things they don't know the answers to these questions themselves like why why is it that the same question that's on the homework and on the midterm uh has two different answers and both of them are wrong (laughs) anyway uh we're gonna get into our review of stealth from 2005 This week's subgenre is, this is what happens when you let your computer listen to Incubus, okay? This week we're reviewing Stealth, a 2005 film directed by Rob Cohen, written by W.D. Richter, produced by Mike Metavoy, Neil H. Moritz, and Laura Ziskin, starring Josh Lucas, Jessica Biel, Jamie Foxx, Sam Shepard, Joe Morton, Richard Roxborough, cinematography by Dean Semler. Um, music by BT, which is interesting. Uh, release date, July 29th, 2005, with a runtime of 121 minutes. And you feel it. Yeah, you do. Uh, with a budget of $135 million and a box office of $79.3 million. Deserved. Yeah. <laughs> Textbook definition of a box office bomb. One of the worst losses in cinematic history. Yeah. Actually, uh, before we get into talking about the movie uh like in terms of the plot and shit i saw on the wikipedia page that some fucking asshole tried to claim that he had the trademark to the word stealth (laughs) 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 and he sued sony (laughs) 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 oh shit (laughs) and like they countersued him and won because he was being a fucking idiot that's (laughs) stupid (laughs) yeah so just off top, uh, Jessica Biel, total babe. Oh yeah, she's looking real good. Right off a, of, right off of Seventh Heaven. Mm. God damn, fucking hot, dude. Fucking, and that's all I have to say about the movie. <laughs> Dog, this movie's not good. Yeah, <laughs> this so movie it, is objectively very bad. Yeah, I'm gonna just get out ahead of this and say, watching this was my idea. <laughs> it was kicked off by seeing this headline uh, this week: "The U.S. Air Force successfully tested this AI-controlled jet fighter." So this comes to us from the good people at DARPA. Uh, if you're not familiar with them. Uh, they pioneered some technologies that uh, you might be familiar with today, including GPS, the computer mouse, and a little thing called the internet. Uh, they had their hands in all these things. Uh, they're they're pretty crazy when you start digging into DARPA's history. So yeah, of course they're working on an AI jet. 
I mean, but for what though, right? Like if you can't, if you don't even trust drones to do right. AI shit, what the fuck good is a jet going to be? And f- for what? What was the last active armed combat? That's like the plot of Top Gun. It is. Oh yeah. We have to know how to do this. What's so funny just about, in case about the ending of Maverick is that everyone's like super happy that they blew up this covert nuclear, you know, creation facility, whatever the hell it is. And they all land back in the aircraft carrier and everyone's celebrating. And what they're not talking about is, Hey, didn't we just start world war three <laughs> <Right>? or something? <laughs> <laughs> like the scale of that problem. Like you're creating <laughs> it's escalation for no reason. I mean, yeah. If, if the one of the major plot points of stealth is obviously the AI gets turned loose and it starts taking matters into its own hands and it tries to take some hypothetical war game that's going to wipe out Russia or something. The ending of Top Gun Maverick is what if the AI succeeded? <laughs> it's just straight up. It's like. This is, I can't let you do that, Dave, but for two fucking hours and about the war on terror. <laughs> I like, I like how the terrorists aren't, uh, all just middle Eastern. Yeah. They, they tried like, a little bit. <laughs> so it's, uh, when, oh God, we got to work to that point. So effectively the, the movie is about, uh, it's like a top gun program, but in the future, uh, Jessica Biel, Jamie Foxx and John Lucas are these like very specialized pilots. Part of this, uh, part of whatever fucking talent program or whatever the fuck uh, the Navy has developed. And what they do is uh, they practice a lot. There's, there's not really space in the future for armed com- combat. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like what, like wh- why there's no, there's zero purpose. I mean, you could just do cyber warfare, which I mean, I got to say, well, I mean, this came out in 2005 when the government was like, Every terrorist cell secretly has billions and billions of dollars. They're only going to spend on attacking America. So obviously we have to tech up as fast as possible and use these futuristic fighter jets to blow up people in the desert. Yeah. yeah the intro of this film is like in the first like five minutes. The only thing we see is that they're running some kind of test. They shoot a missile in the desert. And then the next scene, they're in the club just making out with people. <laughs> yeah. Jessica Biel is like sitting there by herself. Like fucking while Jamie Foxx is like explaining, like he needs women to bow to him and shit. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's wild. Like how his character is introduced as soon as they're out of the plane. This insane sexist man who just like fucking women, women belong in the kitchen. And he's like staring at the huge honkers of this woman standing <laughs> next to him. <laughs> and then for whatever reason, one of the two women uh, stands up and is like, I have to pee pee. Yeah, what is happening? That scene is so weird and serves zero purpose. It doesn't make any sense. It's just, it doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make sense. Fucking, it, it's, it's, I guess it would be like to introduce these people, uh, but like to what end? Like for right. what? Because like the stuff that's in the elements that they establish in that are like, well, Jessica Beale's kind of, she's kind of, uh, she's kind of buttoned up. She like takes her job seriously. She's a, she's a woman in the military. She takes it very seriously. And then these two fucking fly boys uh, don't care. <laughs> They're just like, 
I do a cool thing and I fuck human women. It's like, wait, <laughs> why did you specify human women, you weirdo? They're in a meeting with some fucking asshole, some yeah, maybe a captain. I don't know. I don't know his rank. Uh, where the captain is explaining to them, you know what? You guys are uh, you guys are getting a fourth flyer with you. You're getting another wing man. By the way, <laughs> and it's this huge mystery. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Fucking Jamie Foxx flies into some fucking rant about numerology. Prime numbers are good luck. And doesn't exactly explain why uh, non-prime numbers are bad luck. What is, what is, what's the name for non-prime numbers? I don't know. Oh. Not, not a prime number. Fucking thank goodness. I thought I was being a fucking idiot. Not a, I I should know this place. I, I mean, teacher, the, the first word that came to my head was like ordinal numbers, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> Jesus. Are you asking a math teacher and an astrophysicist and neither of us know? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, and he just breaks into this numerology rant for no fucking reason. Composite and, numbers. Composite numbers. They're, that makes like, sense. Yeah, because they're composed they, of other yeah, numbers. Yeah, they can be divided oh. by a bunch of other numbers. Yeah, Jamie Foxx's little bit about prime numbers are lucky made me think back to that scene from Darren Aronofsky's first movie pie, which everybody should go see. And the main character is talking about, Oh, there's this 200 something digit number that keeps coming up. I think it's special. And is like his, his math teacher instructor person, his mentor says, when you cease to apply statistical rigor, then you are no longer a mathematician. You are a numerologist. Okay, dude. And then in the director's comments, I went very deep into this movie In the commentary about this movie. The director was like, yeah, so apparently that's a really big insult among mathematicians <laughs> calling each other numerologists. That's the sickest bird you could think of if you were in a pure mathematics class. <laughs> Fuck. The captain part comes before them going to the club, right? I think it's after it's after, it's after. Oh, Jesus like they straight Christ. up, are running a drill and they're like cool great job guys and then hard cut to the club afterwards jeez that that whole opening sequence is like 15 minutes like up to the point where they're having that conversation yeah. it takes so long to get there because it's like it meanders a bunch and then when they finally land on the aircraft carrier it's like another 10 before yeah. we're introduced to the wing man like we're introduced, we are introduced to the idea like there's you know the two scientists uh, one one of them, Joe Morton, and then the other dude. Of course, Joe Morton's in it. Yeah, Cyborg's dad. He's been on, he's been on top of it. <laughs> it's Cyborg's dad. Uh, uh, the, the founder of Cyberdyne. Cyberdyne Technologies founder. Uh, if you need a scientist and you want to be diverse, you hire Joe Morton. He's the only black scientist. <laughs> yes. Which Jamie Foxx calls out in the movie, too. He's black. He's black. And I, that's not something I miss from the early 2000s where black characters had uh, one mode and it was being like the, the caricature of blackness yeah. and then always pointing out blackness. Hey, I'm black. Oh, black, black, big black, black. I'm black. It's fucking annoying. It's like, Jamie Foxx, you've been famous for 20 years. We get it. Like, you can <laughs> you move on. It's because it's always written by some writer that doesn't know how to write black people. <laughs> it's like what would a black guy say right now you just bring up how black he is Ooh, black black surrounded by all these white people (laughs) do do black people still say crackers can we put crackers in the script (laughs) they have this meeting they get on the aircraft carrier 
and then the AI plane introduces itself or is introduced in the film lands. It does the, what's that plane? Is it the F 35 that can invert its tail and hover? Yeah. Yeah. So funny enough, I had actually just watched live free or die hard. And, uh, that movie features an F 35. Yeah. So they, the AI is introduced and, uh, to kind of train it the next day. And my whole thing behind this is like, I understand you're doing this for the dumb people out there. Uh, who don't understand how training AI works, but like you would have to sort this out beforehand. Like you would right, you to the fact start. it can already fly means it's probably set on training already. Yeah. Probably a lot of simulations probably already crashed a couple chests as they're trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like the it's so clear basically out of the gate before the bullshit explanation for why it turns. It's very clear that this AI is hostile to humanity <laughs> within 30 minutes of the film. Like as soon as it's introduced, there's like one, there's like, like they use the term uh, quantum processing, which uh, especially in 2005, it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they have this incredible level of like facial recognition. We're like, the war on terror would have been over. <laughs> Dude, that, they say it can like spot a face from five miles away right. or some like, shit. Oh, so there, there's you don't even need armed conflict anymore if you have that level of whatever. Yeah, and, the, you've, and t- today this movie is especially poignant because you could use uh, you could use airplanes, uh, AI trained airplanes to shoot down all the weather balloons that colleges put up <laughs> and call them Chinese spy balloons or whatever. They they do this training exercise and. The the captain played by Sam Shepard uh, gets on the phone with some like shady uh, politician in Washington. Literally shady. They never show this guy's face <laughs> yeah, in full it's light. Bonkers. It's just like, it, and he's on the phone like, yeah, your project's taken off. Blah blah blah. And then uh, I don't know who introduces it, but maybe it was Joe Morton comes in and is like, yo, we got live targets. We need to send the team out during their training exercise to go kill these people in uh rangoon city in myanmar which is like well at least it's not the middle east first at least it's not um we need to go kill these people in like saudi arabia or yemen or wherever the fuck else the u.s was doing dirt uh there were i think myanmar was like kind of a hot topic back then because uh they had like a recent civil war or something like that i'm pretty sure it was a civil war I'm not going to look it up. Uh, Me neither. We're just going to (laughs) be wrong. Um, Yeah. So uh, this is something that I found super curious too. like the, the U S government, I don't think would send in jets to do exactly what, Oh, the, no, because the okay, loudest, we, easiest to spot thing. We, we spent a hundred billion dollars on developing these next generation stealth fighters. We got to find excuses to use them. Yeah, they're they're so stealth they can't be heard or seen in the sky by people. Except for the part near the end of the movie where one of the guys is flying over South Korea and tears off the roofs of all the houses he flies over. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. stealthy. Exactly. Well, his stealth module is damaged in the lightning storm. That's so fucking, st- so fucking <laughs> stupid. I was angry. And I was... 
full disclosure, hammered watching this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the only correct way to watch this. <laughs> but like, so like right before then, like there's a training, and it's basically like three pilots are made insecure by machines. Like whatever, that's not really a plot. If like these, we don't if we don't know. These. I think if it were maybe one pilot that we had time to get to know, maybe this like dynamic would make more sense. Especially considering right before the lightning, they're like, yo, we got to do this strike. No human pilot can do it, so we got to have Eddie do it. And then a human pilot just does it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay. Th- what was, why, why would we even set, what was the point of this scene? Yep. It's, and then on their way back, the machine gets struck by lightning and is evil now. Yeah. Uh, yeah I love how it zooms in on the circuitry of the AI and then it shows a bunch of DNA suddenly. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm so, I watched this with uh, some friends that I had dinner and drinks with. I was like, hey, I have to go watch this bad movie. And they were like, oh, just watch it here. <laughs> so we did. And I was, and I was oh, like, when that happened, I was like, fuck off. Like, loudly in their apartment. <laughs> just fuck off. Because it's, it's so stupid. It's, it's so fucking stupid. It's DNA unraveled by lightning strike. First off, why would a computer have DNA? Secondly, what's so special about lightning that doesn't cause this to just plunge into the ocean? Okay, it's a stupid movie. You know, I'll buy that, but... Still a really bad graphic. Well, clearly, you know nothing about quantum computing. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> quantum stuff and DNA. Let's just inject all these random, high-level, smart person ideas into Every the movie. important buzzword they knew in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> they have to figure out how to like navigate uh, a relationship with this thing because now it's not taking orders or something. Like, Do they even make it back to the ship? Yes. Uh, they make it back, and then when, and when they're on their next mission... There we go. They're like, that's what that's when the uh, the the nuke is involved. Yeah, right. again, you know, the two thousands. Not only are terrorists everywhere, all the time, all over the place, but every single day there's a new nuclear threat against <laughs> America, and we have to go out and stop it. And it's like, okay, this 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 terrorist organization that has the money to purchase nuclear devices from whatever country they got them from is transporting them using like horses and goats and shit. <laughs> right. Like you can't have it both ways. You fucking weirdos. It's like, what, like what the fuck is happening? So the team is tasked with, uh, destroying these nukes in place. And Jessica Beale, uh, the stats nerd of the team is just like, dog, if we fire missiles at this thing, it's uh, gonna go off. It, it's just going to blink the area in nuclear, uh, uh, fallout. We can't, kill all these people and eddie's just like mm, but what if we did though we could i mean it would save more lives than would be lost so yeah uh it did the irobot thing where it calculated the chances of survival for everybody else if that nuke went off in a major city and said you know what we can kill uh we can kill all these people and i think it was like Turkestan or some shit Ch- like tajikistan tajikistan the very real country that borders Afghanistan. Like, what the fuck, dude? I don't know, man. I don't know. They, it's just like there's some terrorist cell like hanging out in Tajikistan, just like with just ungodly amounts of money. Can't don't want to do it. Do anything with the infrastructure of the com- country. They don't want to like. I don't know. No, it's only violence all the time. <laughs> it's fuck the West forever. <laughs> they got like uh, because they had what like four nuclear devices or yeah, some shit like that. Okay, we didn't want to take the two billion dollars or whatever it costs us to buy this to just I don't know make everybody in the country like bring up their co- the their, their quality uh, of life, quality be an, of like life. be a major player in 
the global economy because we have the money. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, this movie's so stupid. <laughs> so Eddie makes a decision to say, fuck it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just pop him. I'm going to kill them all. Fuck them. He blows it up. And this is like, this is something that would cause like just such a horrifying backlash from yeah. the rest of the world. If this, the U.S. blew up nukes. We, the, the rest of the world will react so quickly to that. And there's no consequence. None. It's on the news, like Sky News reports yeah, on it. But, but they're like, mm, it looks like nuclear bombs went off in Tajikistan. We don't know how it was caused. Nobody uh, heard or saw jets in the area. And uh, ooh, everybody who might have uh, fucking dying of uh, nuclear cancer or whatever the fuck you get. You just Chernobyl, this whole region, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's, it's whatever. And this is when they're finally like, well, we got to take Eddie down. Could, but like, there, there's no fail saves. There's no like, we can't turn it off remotely. We can't override any of the systems. You got to shoot it down. But like, we just saw two scenes ago. It's a better pilot than this. Yep. And so Jamie Foxx fucking dies in and- the most cartoonish jet way possible <laughs> where he fires a missile. Eddie dodges it. It causes the mountain to explode because it's a fucking missile. And then he is blind, I guess, and just <laughs> flies directly to the mountain. He thought he saw a tunnel painted on the side. Thanks for the Looney Tunes his shit. And then at his jet blowing up hits Jessica Biel's jet. Oh yeah, and that's how she goes down. And then she's it, suddenly over North Korea. Too. Yeah, it, it, they're right. they're in Tajikistan, and like you would have. It's to on fly. the opposite side of the continent. And like they're trying to fly back to wherever their ship is, wherever the destroyer is, and they have to fly over. And there's no mention of China in this movie. None. They have to fly over China to get to North Korea. So suddenly from Tajikistan, they're in North Korea or above North Korea. And uh, there's no threat from China for flying over their airspace. Yeah. By the way, these planes are very fuel efficient. Yeah. Because this is all, you know, that initially they were doing their little training mission and then they got sent off to Myanmar or I already forgot what country they, they did that mission in. But like, okay, well, these jets that were fueled for this training exercise specifically now got sent on this extra mission on the other side of the ocean, and then they can come back. And now this one, they're traversing like 99 countries. Yeah. Yeah, they Insane. fly over the second largest continent, and they're just going for it, and it's all over. I guess jets fast. That's enough of an explanation. Yep, they can go up to Mach 4. Uh, but not Jessica Beals because her hydraulics are fucked up from getting hit with debris. And like, I like how these super advanced jets are like insanely fragile. Like she didn't even get hit by like a lot of shit. Yeah. It was just like maybe something bounced off the wing and suddenly she's like, like mm, jet it's and like that. I don't think that's how planes work. Like th- the way that she was flying was like, the 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 plane was like swaying. The jet was swaying yeah. a whole bunch, That's, and like yeah, they're doing the plane equivalent down. of hydroplaning. Yeah, exactly. The audience can understand <laughs> that it's not in good shape. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure uh, planes don't do that. Like they don't, they wouldn't be able to fly like that. Basically, like you'd be able to coast, but like the wing, based on like the damage, just wouldn't like fold in or out. It wouldn't yeah. collapse. Yeah, you just become a glider, just like locked into whatever trajectory you're on but i don't know and that's when the war games start that's when the war get yeah, uh, we're only like halfway into the movie at this point and it's like and not that much shit has happened but it's a long fucking movie and then like 
so like yeah we're roughly at the halfway point but also nothing really happens after this point either <laughs> yeah actually we we skipped over the part where they have like a 20 minute r&r scene in thailand after the right. myanmar mission oh that's right. not worth talking about at all other than yeah, it could like, have been hi- cut from the entire there's like movie. hiking and jamie fox's you know being misogynist still <laughs> and being misogynist and racist yeah, <laughs> 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 fucking mid two thousands. Fucking, we're still crazy. doing a lot. Oh, you don't understand a word that I'm saying, do you? Ooh. And she shakes her head, like indicating that she does understand what he's saying. <laughs> like the fuck, bro? Okay. Uh, um, any any excuse to they got to get Jessica Biel in a bikini one time. Yeah, worth it. Worth it. Uh, Eddie Eddie loses his shit. Uh, everybody's upset. Jessica Biel. Uh, <laughs> crashes her jet over uh, North Korea, ejects, uh, and manages... I thought she was a goner, honestly, after they killed Jamie Foxx like that. Because they showed... It was like a slow-motion crumpling of his jet (laughs) into the side of his... Just so we know he's fucking dead. Absolutely. He had no opportunity to punch out. Uh, Jessica Biel's jet, uh, like, crumbles above her. And... um, like pieces of the plane burn up her uh, parachute as she's like falling, and I don't I don't know if this is always the case, but like it's weird that p- these parachutes don't have any sort of control mechanism on them. They can't like yeah, you can't like just like tilt or pan or whatever. You're just like fuck it, I'm falling straight down. I guess like it's wherever the wind takes me, baby. Yeah, dude. And uh, so she just lands in North Korea and like is like hiding out in some bushes and shit, and some kid sees her, and the kids start screaming. And this is just like in the middle of some forest village and within minutes, the people's Republic (laughs) army or whatever just show up. And it's like, they don't, I'm pretty sure that it would take them much longer to get out there. Just like based on, I know it's for the movie to like heighten tensions and stuff, but like at least try to make it make sense. (laughs) She's like, she's not even like 400 feet from the village and these planes are already landing. And it's not as if like they're responding to, um, where her jet crashed. They don't go to where the jet crashes first and then come to the village. They just are literally at the village. Yeah. It implies that they were already like nearby. Like they had to have been there or like keeping track of them. But like, how could they be? They were just in fucking Tajikistan. Yeah. You, you guys are putting too much thought into it. You need to heighten tension. <laughs> <laughs> so tension's heightened there. Like she's in trouble and not in a jet, which is the point of this fucking movie. Yep. And so we cut back to uh, Eddie's like, yo, there's this protocol that we could uh, really pop some shit off if we wanted to. It would solve a lot of problems. And everyone's <laughs> like, no, Eddie, you can't do that. You already exploded a nuke. It's like, too late, already in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, uh, Eddie is introduced to like QAnon shit. <laughs> like the military's QAnon b- database. Yeah, he, uh, fucking <laughs> Comet Pizza's <laughs> lit by call. <laughs> and Josh Lucas is like, they, uh, the captain's like, you gotta fucking take this plane. That you gotta take them down. We don't have any other choices. Like, all right, right, two wing people. <laughs> well, they say wingman in a really weird way. They say it like wingman. Wingman. Hey, uh, this is Joshua Wingman. <laughs> fucking. Well, think- also, what's funny is the captain keeps saying, "We need you to bring in the plane," as though it's just like a guy that he can grab and like pull <laughs> right. in. Yeah, the plane handcuffs. The, the plane they- that can fly itself. How exactly am I? Oh, did we mention the that? the fuel zeppelin? <laughs> yeah, that this is actually the only good part of the movie, the fuel zeppelin. So apparently. 
the U.S. around the globe has different refueling depots in the form of a giant zeppelin that flies in circles above specific areas. Like it, it's a real thing that like jets can fuel from other larger planes while in flight. But like it, just, it was so funny that they went with zeppelins. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's just so they could Hindenburg it, which uh, actually worked out pretty well. Uh, so Eddie tries to refuel. Uh, because this is the only point in which he needs fuel throughout the entire movie. He's like fucking, he goes to refuel and they say, oh, we need to change the algorithm for the access codes. And like fucking Eddie's just like, nah, fuck that. He tries to, he tries to refuel. It says access denied very loudly. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, oh, okay, I guess. And then he just shoots the hose. And it's not like, it's not like when you go to the gas station, you can just cut open one of the (laughs) hoses and start slowing out. (laughs) You just, for whatever reason, it's just like spraying all over the sky, which is like in its giant circle. And when, um, when John Lucas shows up, Ben, whatever the fuck his name is, Ben Gannon, when Ben Gannon shows up in his jet, he's just like, man, I got to refuel too. And then like in, in a scene similar to like deep blue sea or jaws or whatever, (laughs) Eddie's just flying around in the sky. You see him in the background flying. It's like, oh shit, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And Ben's on his radio talking to Eddie like, yo, come on dog. We got to go in. We got to go in. They call a a fucking truce because they get, they take out a bunch of other Russian jets and then they're like, hey, uh, we both got fucked up in that. We got to be cool so we both survive, right? Call the truce with this fucking... I'm so, I'm so upset. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the AI can be reasoned with. Uh, after attempting to kill Ben using the fuel that's like been aerosolized around the, the, the giant gas Zeppelin, um, he tries to kill Ben with that and then suddenly Russian pilots are on them because like... Well, Eddie's trying to go fly to uh, right, it's after the uh, comic ping pong uh, in Russia, whatever the name in Russian comic is, pizza. comic pizza in Russia. And then uh, Ben is chasing him. He's like, fuck. No, bro. it's Josh. It's, who's who's Ben? Yeah, you keep saying John Lucas. It's Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas. Excuse me. <laughs> My bad. Uh, so this this fucking guy uh, chases down Eddie and then they're set upon by Russian pilots and dispatch them very handily. Eddie, Eddie, uh, just like just like Jessica Biel's plane, uh, is like lightly touched by some shrapnel and is suddenly like, oh, I can't fly, I can't fly, I got it. Oh no, no, no! Fucking, I gotta, I, gotta, I have to land, I have to land. I'm not gonna make it very far. And um, they, the truce continues, and they're like, all right, bet, like we need to fly to this base in Alaska. And um, they make it to the base, uh, land safely, because Eddie, for whatever reason, is capable of being reasoned with all of a sudden. And fucking Ben is seeing like a nurse or something, and he's just like, no, I don't want pain meds. I want to go rescue my hot girlfriend from North Korea or whatever. And the dude, the dude administering uh, the nurse that's in there is just like, no, let me, let me, uh, let me shoot you full of this shit. Dog, you'll feel better. And Ben's yeah, like, like, oh, I got this COVID vaccine here for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, vaccines. don't inject me with that. <laughs> You're going to give me autism. You're going to give me autism. <laughs> and so oh, with that microchip, <laughs> Ben uh, reverse injects the doctor. And uh, what do you know? The doctor comes down with autism. And dies. <laughs> he dies. He just dies on site, which uh, the doctor actually does die. And Ben is like, huh? What? A bird? 
<laughs> and at this point, I'm confused too yeah. because it's just like, why would you try to kill him? Like, I just he don't. knows too much. Yeah, the, the captain who spearheaded this entire program, he doesn't want to get blamed for this AI plane going rogue. So he tries to kill all witnesses by leaving Jessica Beale in North Korea and then trying to assassinate Ben, aka Josh Lucas. And and, and then he says, delete the you know the data files for the AI. And I want to wipe his memories. And like the guy who made him was like, but he's sentient now. Yeah, I mean he conveniently forgets the fact that they nuked the Middle East. <laughs> but that's not important right now. <laughs> well, how accountable is the robot? Hmm. Kenny, is he is he making his own decision? Do we put a robot in jail? Hmm? Are we really going to do that? So the the maker of the uh, robot, the doctor comes through and he's like, "No, I don't want to do this." And it turns out, uh, you know, the guys in Alaska are bad guys now because they're all holding guns. Yeah. They just all have guns. After Ben gets out of the infirmary, they just they didn't have them before, but they're they do all now. immediately cool with murder. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. And it's a civilian base, too. They make sure you know that part. Yeah, because uh, they've got he, the captain has his like weird financial, his mysterious financial backer, Ray, or whatever his fucking name is. Yeah, right, right. Uh, one of the things that I will compliment this movie on is all the practical explosions. Yeah. They spent a lot of money on those explosions, and boy, they, they look good. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Eddie and uh, Ben escaped North Korea. Isn't aren't they flying? He's flying Eddie's jet at one point, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, he's like flying. I guess he's just. It's like when you unplug the controller and hand <laughs> to a little kid. <laughs> yeah, it's like yo, I'm really playing. <laughs> ah! no, I mean, that's a that's my interpretation of it. And this is the part where they're flying over South Korea and fucking tearing the shingles off of roofs and like flying under. Un, it's like the. <sighs> Right, so, they're like, how do we get into North Korea? And the, the AI says, well, the radar floor for North Korea is 15 feet. And yeah. Ben is like, oh, that's easy. I can fly within 15 feet of the ground. I mean, like, if it's 15 feet, people can see you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, that defeats the purpose. <laughs> it's, it doesn't matter if the floor is 15 feet, dog. You're going to be seen. <laughs> for, for reference, 15 feet is... A fucking basketball hoop, like, like the top of a basketball hoop. Yeah. Like that is, it is, in pilot lingo, it is danger close. Yeah. They are way too close to the, like, the way that they, the way that uh, the soldiers in the first Transformers know that it's Starscream is that a real pilot would never fly that low. Mm. And that's tied i managed to tie this to a different bad movie <laughs> though i will maintain first transformers holds up it's not good but it's definitely better than the other ones <laughs> until bumblebee um dude you don't like the last night the last night is insane the last night <laughs> made me angry that's, <laughs> that's not gonna be my no concessions but it will be one of these times i, I didn't even know that movie had come out no no uh, i'm thinking of the beast master oh, that one comes out the hell uh, in two months and i'm gonna be there opening fucking weekend buddy yeah same same i'm watching that giant robot girl uh they get into north korea and um ben saves uh his hot girlfriend from being murdered by uh, these North Korean soldiers, one of which is a sharpshooter that manages to hit her from like, I don't know, let's say a quarter mile, half a mile away or whatever, using some old Russian gun, uh, something that I haven't seen since Counter-Strike Source. 
And this fool uh, wings her in the arm, uh, doesn't hit her in the head or anything. And she's just got a bad arm and she's running around. And uh, she's got unlimited ammo in the gun that she's got. Uh, I this this she's got a movie clip. Yeah. Yep. It, it, this stands out to me because she's doing a lot of shooting in this movie. She, a lot of shooting. And um, she doesn't – I think she reloads once. And then Ben hops out of Eddie with a, with a gun later on in this, like, North Korean sequence and immediately runs out of ammo. But he, he manages to shoot the Korean sharpshooter with some kind of munition that makes him fly 10 feet in the air. <laughs> like, not a, it wasn't even an explosion. He just got hit really hard. Um, yeah. And you but know, then the jet also, Eddie also runs out of ammo. Yeah. He runs out of missiles. Uh, this is the last missile and, uh, sacrifices his life to save, uh, yeah. Right. A helicopter shows up when everyone's out of ammo and then Eddie lifts off the ground and is just like, goodbye. in his like, you know, Mac computer voice and flies straight into the helicopter, Fucking. which doesn't make any sense. Why would he, it doesn't, I don't know why he started shooting. I mean, you could say in theory that he was worried that the Korean helicopter was going to light up uh, Ben and uh, Jessica Biel. Like, why? Who, why do you care now? Yeah, yeah. And they were literally just trying to war games everything. And it doesn't. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any fucking sense. So the the jet lifts off. He starts shooting. So he gets the attention of the helicopter crashes into it and they fucking walk into south korea yeah yeah they they walk through the infamously mined border between north and south korea <laughs> casually it's hard cuts of them on the aircraft carrier again oh the best scene the best scene in the movie joe morton uh is getting ready to arrest sam shepherd for a bunch of different oh, yeah. crimes and uh <laughs> sam shepherd's like uh can i get a minute and joe's just like yeah and so Joe or Sam goes into the bathroom and calls his uh, mysterious politician friend and is just like, I'm going to leave you a message. And this one is loud and clear. And he takes a gun out of his like, this is the difference back. between a politician and a warrior. <laughs> and he fucking blasts himself, dude. <laughs> fucking just takes himself the fuck out. It was really cool. It was really that was the best part of the movie right there, uh, and then the movie ends. The movie ends with Jessica Biel telling Ben, uh, "Just tell me you love me, you pussy." <laughs> that's a quote too. Direct fuck. <laughs> and that's not the end, is it? There's a no. post. I didn't even know there was a post credit scene. We were just talking shit about the movie over the credits, <laughs> and then the screen comes back on, and Eddie. Still alive, baby. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say that after one of the most high-profile, infamous bombs in box office history, they did not greenlight a sequel. <laughs> That's good. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, what are we rating this movie? <laughs> Doug, half a star? The movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my thoughts are, according to IMDb trivia for this movie... This was originally written and conceived as a live-action Star Fox film. Shut the fuck up, for real? <laughs> I need a source on that. That's bonkers. That doesn't sound The correct. source is imdb.com. <laughs> I think it's because the planes they had had wings that could do this. They would oh. extend in reverse for some reason. And actually, the first time I saw them do that, it... Uh, made me hear Star Fox's voice in my head saying, all range mode. 
So I buy it. One star uh, or half star. Uh, this movie's fucking terrible. Uh, it's not even. It's not like fun to watch either. It's too long. And yeah, I mean, if they were to recut it uh, and make it a lot shorter, you know what? I'm I'm firmly in the camp that only bad movies should be remade. So remake this <laughs> just get another shot. Like let's let's see if we can do this better this time. Yeah, just remake this one. This is this sucks. <laughs> this super sucks. Uh, anyway, when we get back, it'll be no concessions. The titular segment. And we're back with our titular segment, No Concessions, where we make a case for our favorite or least favorite media. Uh, I guess I'll start this time. This week, it's a negative one. It's uh, Live Free or Die Hard. <laughs> it stars uh, Bruce Willis as John McClane and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as uh, his daughter. Lucy. Lucy Gennaro. Uh, yeah, she was all over around that time. She was having a good couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's got Tim Oliphant and Maggie Q. Uh, Maggie Q being someone I haven't seen or heard from in a very long <laughs> right. time. Maggie fucking. Uh, so. And also Mac. Mac? From Always Sunny? Justin Long. Justin oh. Long. AKA yeah. the Mac. From The hip, cool Mac, unlike the stuffy, straight-laced PC. Oh. From the commercials. Jesus. God damn. You know, there's like. 40 minute compilation videos on youtube of all they're at they're really really good oh jesus from like a good ad point of view they're kind of annoying to like actually watch (laughs) it's him and uh that other comedian john hodgman john hodgman uh who incidentally i don't think is all that funny he's just he's good at being a pedant yeah it's like yeah that's the whole thing yeah yeah. Anyway, uh, it also has uh, Justin Long and uh, Kevin Smith, which I thought Kevin Kevin Smith being in it simply because he loves New Jersey and is from New Jersey is fucking weird. It's fucking strange. But uh, the movie is bad. It's it, like it kind of um, it uh, tries to make uh, what was uh, a series of films, the initial trilogy. Uh, about a guy just like incidentally having a really shitty day and not saving the world, not saving the world, but like stopping criminals and like fucking uh, doing whatever the fuck else and like being being hard as nails while doing it. They just make him into like a racist New York cop uh, who you can just say cop. <laughs> <laughs> they just make him into a cop who is like trying to save the U.S. from uh, what is called a fire sale. Uh, the concept of a fire sale. And I'm, I don't know if this is a real thing or if they made it up for the movie, but it's like uh, the way that Justin Long explains it is like, you know, uh, you take over the infrastructure of the U.S., you shut down the transportation system, you, you take over the power grid, blah, blah, blah. Uh, everything must go. It's a fire sale. Yeah, I mean, in terms of a store selling things, then yes, it is a correct term. But when it comes to like cyber warfare, I don't think it's a real thing i mean it, it would, sounds really cool that's why they called it that yeah 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 uh the the movie is um yeah it's it's not a fun watch either it's just it's literally just john McClane like um 
screaming at Justin Long for being young and like Justin Long shitting on uh on uh Bruce Willis for being an old guy who listens to Creedence Clearwater Revival or whatever and being fucking annoying and just the back and forth with uh the FBI it's it's fucking stupid it's like don't even watch it because at one point there's like an F35 or something that is uh hunting down John McClane's like semi truck that he shot a guy and stole and uh it's like on a freeway uh, it's like this is weird freeway sequence where the F35 is firing missiles at this semi truck but somehow missing and like blowing up parts of the freeway and the truck doing like kind of acrobatic things for a truck and then John McClane uh jumping out of the semi onto the jet and then sliding down the freeway because pieces of it have broken and then the jet crashing the pilot they make they make a point of showing you that the pilot ejected and lands safely it's really the movie is fucking a mess the story is stupid <laughs> it's way too long and the worst part is they made it PG13 yeah as opposed to the previous 3 diehards he he's fighting Maggie Q and he's like this he says something like this fucking bitch and her kung fu and like throws her against a wall and then eventually because she's like too good of a fighter he just drives a car through the fourth store story of this building and like pins her in this elevator shaft and like kills her Dude, it's the the movie is not sick it's not even like fun to watch as like uh uh ooh, this is fun bad but <laughs> it's just bad bad yeah the the second one is uh probably I mean, before the fourth and fifth ones came out, the second one was definitely the worst. Three was the best. One was one was pretty good as well, but two two is dog shit. Two is like uh, maybe, yeah, maybe all those movies. I mean, maybe that that franchise just sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was just two two outstanding movies in there, two outstanding action movies. This was uh, damn that third one is so good. Anyway, that's it from me. Uh, what I have is Eagle Eye from 2008, I think. It's got Shia LaBeouf in it. And it's another antagonistic AI movie. But this is kind of like, what if Bing AI actually did get loose before Microsoft lobotomized it? <laughs> and it would it, it, be like trying to kill Jewish people. It, it, just, <laughs> it just takes the concept of what if we have this AI that's plugged into every part of the internet and can interface with anyone anywhere at any time and brings together this convoluted network of people. It coerces into exercising its will to, I think like blow up Congress or something. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> it's basically like, you know, replace AI with Satan and it's just, Oh, Satan's <laughs> going to do something bad against America and we have to come together and stop it. But just the technological equivalent of that. That's why I, I expected stealth just to be like Eagle eye, but only in a plane. So I was honestly surprised that like two thirds of the movie, the plane was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I realized my error. I'm a good guy now. <laughs> He sent you, and I feel sad for playing a part in the death of Henry Purcell or Harry Purcell or whatever the fuck his name was. Mine, and I I can't remember if I've done this one. Um, I hope not, because if I did, I definitely had the opposite opinion. But um, my negative no concessions is uh, the 2008 film Jumper. 
<laughs> Hayden Christensen's not Christensen's not his first big film after Star Wars. Uh, that was Awake, which is also fucking baffling. <laughs> but the one that I think was like the one that was like really do it for him again. Uh, it's fucking. It's not good. <laughs> Jumpers are not. It's uh, also it's paced very poorly. Um, the there's like really no internal logic. If you don't remember Jumper, Jumper is the movie where um, Hayden Christensen finds out he's a uh, he can teleport to anywhere that he can like visualize, and he discovers this after he uh, is almost bullied into drowning. <laughs> And teleports to his library where he spent all his time because he was a loser who liked books. <laughs> and then um, disappears because his mom left the family and his dad's a shitty alcoholic. Finds out that he's not the only person who can do it and that there's a organization who's like committed to this religious organization that's committed to uh, killing all the jumpers. And um, somehow he's just like getting away with it for 15 years. But he meets another, he gets hunted. That leads him to meet another jumper played by future thing actor Jamie Bell. And uh, stuff happens. He meets his high school crush again. And they like do stuff. And he like flies on a plane. It's like, this fucking sucks because he can't <laughs> tell her he can teleport. And then. The end of the movie, like Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson's there. He's quoting the Bible a bunch. Um, only God should be able to be everywhere at once. It's like, isn't even the power, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but instead I, of killing Sam Jackson at the end of the movie, he just puts him in a cave on the side of the great Canyon, grand Canyon. Yeah. Because after. they have to keep him around for the sequel that they hoped they could make. And they definitely wanted to, because at the end of the movie, he finds his mom who was also in that order. And the reason that she left the family is because she saw him teleport for the first time when he was a kid, a little kid. And was like, Oh no, I made one. <laughs> so I got to go start a new family. Kristen Stewart's my daughter. Oh shit. So I actually read the book and first off the book is way better and it would have to be. <laughs> yeah. It's completely different too. So there's no religious order at all. And the way that he finds out he can teleport is he runs away from home because, again, his father is also abusive and he almost gets raped by a truck driver or a gang of truck drivers. <laughs> Jesus. And then he teleports away, like back to his home. And he's like, whoa, what the hell just happened? Uh, and then, you know, things progress throughout the story and he finds his mom who left because of a uh, alcoholic dad, obviously. And. I think he only meets her once and then later on he finds that the plane she was on was hijacked and destroyed by a suicide bomber. So then he becomes like a suicide bomber vigilante <laughs> where he follows news reports of planes getting hijacked to try and find the guy who like masterminded the plot behind the plane his mom was on getting blown up. And you're saying the book is better. <laughs> it is. Well, the movie's not very good. But it, bar, the book actually has stuff going on. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. So like you were saying about how only bad movies should get remade, they should remake Jumper from the original source material and That's see good. how it does. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, plug anything. Um, listen to our other podcast. Uh, 
the MPN podcast, MPN podcast. Yeah, Media Play News podcast. Also, uh, buy my album, uh, The Amalgamated. Um, I should probably know the name of my fucking album. <laughs> I gotta. I'm gonna lengthen the silence. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make it long, make it long as shit. Ah, oh, what the fuck is my album called? I spent so much time on it. And then it, as soon as I released it, True Tone. True Amalgamated Tone. album, True Tone. We're nominated for a San Diego Music Award. You might still be able to vote for it by the time this comes out. Um, we've already won one. Let's fucking sweep and win another one. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.